By Muskoka for Muskoka, your collection of Muskoka-based talk shows. Muskoka Magazine, The Bay 88.7. Brought to you by Dairy Lane Dental, keeping Muskoka smiling for over 30 years. Visit DairyLaneDental.com. The State of Real Estate, with your host, Jerry Lantane. Indeed, that is me, and I am your host. Welcome to the show. Today's episode, we are going to speak with a prospective home buyer. Oliver Ward, and he is going to have a little conversation with us. He's going to ask me some questions and see if I can answer them. Um, but before we do that, we're going to get to the market report. All right, and the market report today um, brought to you by the Lakeland Association of Realtors, and we will be comparing the statistics from December 2021 to December of 2020. Yes, that's right. Okay, I'm just a little confused because we skipped into the new new year, but we're not doing those ones. Okay, so the average price from December last year to December this year is up by 3.2%. So prices continue to rise over last year. New listings are down by 18.3%. That's a big chunk. Um, Overall inventory, homes for sale, is down by 23.3%. That is very big. Um... And so what it really means is there's not a lot out there and it doesn't look like there's going to be a lot coming back on the market probably until later in this uh, spring of 22. Um, Actual sales are down by 19.8%. So from December last year to December this year, the sales have dropped by 20%. You would think there's a cooling in the market taking place. It seems to be that way. However, there are less homes on the market, so it's still a pretty tight market to try and Uh, buy a home in. The percentage of the original price, people are getting approximately 1% higher than what they're generally asking. It's up by 1% over last year. So uh, last year, people were getting almost 100% of their asking in December. This year, they're getting about 99.3% of what they're asking, which is, you know, still a lot. It means it's a very strong market. It also means there's less competitive uh, pricing going on, but it's still a very hard market uh, and tight market. The days on the market being 4.9% higher uh, means that it's taking a little longer this December to sell homes than last December, and therefore it is still a seller's market. With all this information, you can you can count on uh, the sellers having an upper hand when it comes to buying, so uh, be very savvy if you are a buyer right now. That's the market report. All right, we are back. Welcome back. Um, ladies and gentlemen, this is Oliver Ward. Oliver, would you like to explain to the people who you are and what you do? I, my name is Oliver Ward, and I am a videographer. I work here in Huntsville and in Muskoka. And I basically, the easiest way to think about it is I'm a storyteller. So I help small businesses, real estate, uh, anyone really who wants to tell their story in a digital format. That's me, I'm the expert. Excellent, okay. So, um, you want to ask me some questions about homes. So let's just fire away. Yeah, so we're in my office right now, which is in my home. We live in Huntsville. We bought this about six years ago. Okay. And I had the bank appraise it this year, and it's more than double in value. It is a duplex, so there's two apartments. Ooh, excellent. So it's a great rental income. Absolutely. We've lived upstairs, and we've rented downstairs for many years, and I'm not sure if that was part of the appraisal, why it was so, but I, I was blown away. Okay. Well, first of all, um, your home, like pretty much every other home in Canada, uh, has definitely increased in value by a massive amount, uh, especially, 
due to uh, the pandemic and the lockdowns and, and what had happened over the last couple of years. In fact, in Canada, there has never been an uh, incremental jump in homes that compares to this ever in the history of the Canadian housing market. So you've put yourself in a great position by accidentally buying your first home just before this stuff happened. So congratulations. Um, the, have, uh, the fact that the house is a duplex is, is a great, great advantage um, to potential new buyers because it gives them an option of having someone rent it out. It could be used as an investment home or it can be used as a supplemental income down here to help someone pay for the new home. Um, and, you know, running out of space is a natural thing with a growing family. So, you know, one of the things you want to look at in terms of putting the home back on the market is, uh, first of all, its overall value. And then you want to move somewhere, you need to really concentrate because everything else has also gone up exponentially. What will your new value of this property be able to get you? Yeah. You know? So it's, it's, it's something you have to really be... Uh, looking at and, and how far away you want to move, where you want to be in town, those kind of restrictions have a lot to do with your, your next move. Um, other than that, ways to, uh, have you ever considered or, or done anything to improve the value of the physical house itself? Oh yeah. Yeah. We, when we first bought it, there was significant issues with water damage. And so we, we basically took everything down to the studs and we rebuilt it all. So I know what's behind every wall. We've made it, we've, insul we've insulated, so we increased the R value. Um, there was no insulation between the two floors, so it was a very noisy duplex. Okay. And we've spent a lot of money putting all sorts of stuff between the two floors, so now you just hear the reverberations, but you, it's not like you're sitting there hearing someone else's conversation. Uh, the basement unit that we're in, or the walkout basement, it's all pot lights now, so it feels like there's a lot more height. We put a lot of money into this house. I, so from what we bought it for and what it is now, I think we... we increase the value well I, that's what i thought we were doing but then the market also went crazy yes so yeah. i'm not sure we increased the value or if it was just that's a combination of both for yeah. sure i mean obviously also it, a new deck that was another nice big, yeah we okay. tore down a deck and then put we went from i think six feet to ten feet so it's a much wow, bigger nice deck. and that's a big expense brand new decks like the price of lumber and all that so yeah, yeah. um now with the increase in value can, can you already see that that value is going to get you a home that you want that will do? Have you looked into anything like that? The stuff that's available, it seems like it's within our reach. Okay. Selling this place and buying that. And one of my, my questions is, because I don't really know how that works, is, is it better for me to hold on to this place and keep it as an income property and have two units rented out? Um, that's like the math of all that is what really confuses me. Like, is it better to go out? Will I also get a higher lending rate from the bank knowing that I have this income as well as my own income? Mm -hmm. Or is it better for me to liquidate the house and purchase a new house? Like, what's going to get me further? That's a good question. And I don't know if I can give you a great answer. I mean, in my heart, I would say, uh, and this is, again, just my personal opinion right now, yeah. is that... I'd love to hang on to the duplex myself and try and buy another home. Right. If you could do that successfully, then I think you're going to be in a better position in terms of the future, mm -hmm. having this income here. Because should anything ever happen to your career, you've always got that income over here. Now, on the other side of the coin, if you sell this house, will you be able to purchase the other home and be mortgage-free? 
that in my that's a huge one. yeah with my simple math and my little apps I download for mortgages I've looked at that as well and I've considered the de the deposit down I can put on the new place mm -hmm. versus uh, the amount of loan I have to take out and that weighs on me too is like how much money do I have in the banks that I'm paying back even though this will be covering like the rental will cover the building here and then some of the other rental income will cover my mortgage right. it's a lot of money moving around in a circle and it demands that it continues to work that way yes and if anything goes wrong then all of a sudden I'm on the hook for two mortgages and and so that part of the you know that part I also consider like the stress of that you know? yeah and then there's unknown factors yeah. such as what happened at the beginning of COVID yeah. When people were forbidden to work and landlords were forbidden to uh, evict people for non-payment. Yeah. So, you know, should some crazy event take place, that, that could put you in jeopardy. So, again, there's there's that weight, right? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, again, it's a personal choice for you and your family in terms of your economics mm -hmm. and where your best position is. Um, Mortgage-free would be a wonderful place to be. Oh, yeah, you know, be a dream. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, sacrificing this place, which is potential income property for mortgage free, um, is the trade off. Right. And then everything you make from then on is just your income. You know, you're, you're not throwing it back in the house. Now, uh, I like your idea about um, land, extra land. And you have to ask yourself this question Would you be able to purchase something? Would you be willing to? refix another house mm. and put your time into it because if you took your money that you sold this and, and you get the maximum value out of then you buy something that actually needs upgrading so you buy it much cheaper and you're not spending all of your whole budget that mm. gives you extra money in the bank and it gives you extra money to re-improve this particular house well i have a couple more questions about that but i think we have we need to hop on a break here maybe you know it yeah okay we'll be back in a minute okay your source for community, Muskoka-made talk shows are on Muskoka Magazine, The Bay 88.7. Brought to you by Dairy Lane Dental, keeping Muskoka smiling for over 30 years. Visit DairyLaneDental.com. The State of Real Estate, with your host, Jerry Lantain. All right, thank you from our sponsors, and we are back. Mr. Ward, you had a couple more questions. Yes, I did. Having a duplex I, I think that, because uh, I've really thought about this, and it, it is another source of income, but it's not truly passive income. Having renters is, like I've had renters, mm -hmm. and sometimes it's, you have good times, sometimes you have bad times, damage on the house, uh, or, you know, or like what happened recently with COVID where you sort of just have, you know, renters get to stay. And I think ethically and morally in my heart, that's the right thing, but then, you know, you're on the hook for a lot of, you are. You have, a, you have a huge amount of responsibilities when you have tenants. Mm -hmm. They have the upper hand. Mm -hmm. um, they have more rights than the owner. I mean, for, you know, there's some pretty strange things that happen um, with bad tenants. Mm -hmm. And they can stop paying the rent. And you can't get them out, especially in the middle of winter or during a COVID. Blah, 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 blah. There's all sorts of manipulators out there that manipulate the system. So, you know, getting a good tenant is, is oftentimes hard. Now, I personally had bad tenants a couple of times in my life. And I was really upset one time. Um, we had a tenant leave a property of ours and there was about $5,000 worth of damage that we had to repair. The carpets were destroyed. 
Um, the walls were destroyed, like holes in them. So the place needed to be completely uh, refloored, like recarpeted, and all the walls had to be patched, repaired, and repainted. The whole it was a five thousand dollar, and I was angry. And uh, someone pointed out to me and said, "Well, how long was that person there, Jerry?" Well, they were there for five years. Well, how much was the rent? Well, I said about a thousand. So that person just spent fifty thousand dollars, put it on your house, mm. yeah, and it cost you five thousand to fix it afterwards. You made forty five thousand dollars off that person. That's a good way to look at it. Exactly. So it's so it was a fee mm -hmm. that I had to pay out. It was a five or ten percent fee, and when I looked at it like that. Then I went, okay, that makes sense. So bad tenants, unfortunately, they're out there. Mm -hmm. And this is how you have to look at it because you're always going to be maintaining, even if they're good tenants, uh, a pipe leaks, uh, a laundry machine breaks down. You know, so there's certain responsibilities that you have as the uh, owner of the home to, to, you're obligated to refurbish things for people so it, it is not passive income you are correct yeah it's not you know now it could be if you hired a management company right. and lived in another country right you know okay. thank you just send me my monthly yeah. check so yeah i'll be down in costa rica mm -hmm. mexico uh, for me question about with the increase of prices in town uh like i know my place being a duplex and also maybe being in huntsville is desirable is, have you noticed in the Muskoka market, is there is it the same like rurally as in town? Have they increased at the same rate? Or is my money going a little bit farther if I'm a little bit farther outside of town? I think you are uh, doing your last statement, the, the latter of those statements that, yeah, I mean, in-town homes are gonna be a little more uh, valuable. And then if you're looking for something a little farther away, yeah, it, it might be cheaper. Uh, it depends on the actual home you're looking at. Is it a, you know, like full out luxury home, mm -hmm. right? So it depends on the individual property you're gonna go look at. But generally I would say yes. Um, the value, the same value would get you a little more space and a, a, a maybe a little bigger place mm -hmm. outside of downtown. Is there any townships or areas that have haven't quite bloomed the same way, say, uh, Huntsville has, because I've noticed that, like, since I've moved here, Huntsville feels like it's exploded, and, you know, mm -hmm. we have a Starbucks, which is, yeah. like, always seems to be the flagship of, of things changing. I think so, too. I've discussed this with, uh, personally, with my own uh, family, and um, I, I think, you know, Berks Falls mm. and, and higher, like, you got Novar, Kearney, Emsdale, those areas. I think you can find some very good value there right now. Mm -hmm. um, more so than south of Huntsville, Huntsville itself. Right. Um, there is that's going to be the next boom. Is is going to be the Burks Falls and the South South Rivers and the Sundridges. Right. Um, because we can only keep moving north. I mean, the further south you go, the more expensive it's going to get. Right. And as you go more north, it gets cheaper. Um, our the way things work now, a lot of people can work anywhere. So it doesn't matter where you live. And I actually was considering uh, uh, looking in Berks Falls for an investment home. Or potentially my wife and I did speak about moving out of Huntsville one day. And we'd probably look in that area because of the pricing uh, being a little different right now. Mm -hmm. A little better. I'm not, I'm not going to say better. Uh, and it is going up there too. I mean, it, it it's doubled everywhere. Yeah. Right? So um, 
it's relative to what it was before, and Birch Falls was much cheaper before too. So it's going to stay there and sort of increment its way up. But I think that's a good option for you and your family. Yeah. And there's space out there too. With my house having increased in value, but the whole market having increased in value, is it just a perceptive shift in wealth? Like, or do I like, because it doesn't actually feel like I have any more buying power than I did before. Well, the advantage would be um, that you have taken this property from what you had, right? built it to a bigger thing, and now you have a bigger thing, and you can take this and move it to something else that suits you and your family better. Right. Right? right. So you've, you have done well. You've done very well. Because had you sold this place three years ago and gotten half the amount of money, you know, you would have bought something that's even wouldn't have, you know. Right. That was the question I wanted to ask you. With your crystal ball, do you foresee anything changing? Whereas if I were to sell now, you know, we get told inflation's coming and this is happening and this is happening and maybe that's going to change the market. Is there any, like, is this a top of the market? And then would you okay. have to like buy, hold, or <laughs> sell, hold, and then buy later? Well, again, if I had that crystal ball, I probably would have bought <laughs> 20 houses up right. in Birch Falls and Sunridge three years ago because right. uh, they were going for dirt cheap. They are going for 100, 125 back then. Right. Um, but the market is strong. There's nothing out there. Mm-hmm. Lots of buyers still. Mm-hmm. The only thing that can mess up what's happening now is if the Federal Bank of Canada puts up the interest rate. Right. If they start to increase the interest rate, then we're gonna get a lot of people that won't be able to buy. A lot of, there'll be less buyers out there. Right. And then if they raise it too much, there'll be people who can't keep the homes they have. Right. And that's when prices will drop. Right. So, so I, don't, I don't want that scenario. No, yeah. so if you were gonna sell, I'd say try and sell before at least March, May, June, you know, we really need to know what the Fed's going to do with that interest rate. If they're not going to play with the interest rate yeah. and leave the things as they are, then you're in a good position. Yeah. And we, you know, this will continue, this particular market we're in. But the day they start playing with that rate, be very careful. Do you know how that happens? Like, do they give you like, hey, in a month we're doing no. this? Or is it just like overnight? I was listening to the news earlier this summer and the commissioner for the federal bank, I don't know who he is, but uh, they said that they were not going to touch the interest rate until at least 2023. Hmm. That may have changed by now. We don't know. Um, But interestingly enough, when they made that announcement a couple of weeks later, they started stress testing new home buyers at five percent not two two and a half percent so does that mean they're gonna push it up to five percent over time because if they do that's doubling people's mortgages yeah and i think that'll have a detrimental effect on people's ability to pay the mortgages which would therefore all of a sudden throw a whole bunch of new homes on the market Mm. that could be uh, uh, the downfall. So mm-hmm. hard to say, and it's, it's 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 I'm not calling anything on this. I can't predict anything. Yeah. We just need to be careful and be very watchful of what the the Fed's up to and see where they're going to go. So, so with that, I mean, I, I think we got to go. That's but okay. The, um, my advice I'm giving myself through the information that you just told me is that 
I should buy within. I should not stretch myself. I should buy within. Yes, absolutely. Like, like is there is there a good rule of thumb? Like, buy twenty percent what the like twenty like up to twenty percent of what they'll loan you. Or, I mean, sorry, eighty percent of what they'll loan you. Like, is there a good safety rule of thumb that you've ever heard? No, I, I've often wondered about that because I feel like we're like goldfish and we'll take up as much space as the tank that we're in. Yeah, and so I've been to the bank. They told me what they'll loan me, or that I'm pre-approved for, mm-hmm. but. So then I immediately start looking at that, the, the top of that, you know? Yeah. And uh, it seems like that that's probably not the best idea. No, no. Look under if you can. I mean, always protect the hedge, get the hedge on your side. You know, like um, if you can buy something cheaper and have, have more of that money hanging around. I mean, but the, Jesus, what about inflation, right? Because yeah. money in the bank right now is throwing money out. Right. So... Well, at least it's all simple. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Well, well, thank you. Yeah, buy your home. Keep your home. Uh, yeah. If this home is too small for the gang um, and it's time to move on, then that's what it is. It is what it is. Yeah. You've made a fine investment here. If you don't have to move and this can hold you guys, then just stay here. You know, uh, if the market goes down, the market will go back up. It's always cyclical. Mm-hmm. might take another 10 years and turn around, but this is one of the best selling markets you could ever have. So if you want to capitalize on it, capitalize on it, but you need to be careful where you're going next mm. and how to use that money. So. All right. Well, I'll make sure my wife listens to this. Right on. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, thank you very much. We'll be back in a minute with the tip of the week. All right. The tip of the week this week, any conversation like this would be best to be had with your accountant bookkeeper or mortgage broker. Uh, these, these are tough times we're in now because guessing where the market is gonna go is going to be impossible. And if it keeps going up, then everyone's gonna be fine. It's all gonna be great. But if it turns around and, and plummets because they put on uh, higher interest rates from the federal bank, I mean, that could change everything. So having mortgage, uh, which most of us do, is uh, something we need to watch in terms of when the Federal Bank of Canada starts to move that interest rate up. So we all gotta watch for that, be leery of it, be careful, and keep an eye on it, and hedge against it if you can. That's about the best tip of the week I can give you on this one. Talk to your accountant or bookkeeper. The State of Real Estate, with your host, Jerry Lantane.